of money, money, money. Anyone who listens to business news is my friend. So let's listen together, pal. This is the Bloomberg Market Minute on 700 WLW. Hi, Jeff Bellinger. We have car insurance premiums soaring. Why are they soaring, Mr. Bellinger? Because inflation is soaring. Uh, be prepared for sticker shock uh, next time your policy is up for renewal. Insurance companies are requesting and getting state approval for rate increases. One all-state executive told Dow Jones that company has been raising rates aggressively because higher costs are likely to be around for a while. Insurance firms are struggling to deal with rising prices for auto repairs and replacement vehicles as accident rates return to pre-pandemic levels. My lord. Can't win. You cannot. Consumers seeing more shrinkflation these days. What's shrinking? Well, this is a consumer product maker started getting sneaky about price hikes uh, decades ago, holding prices steady but giving customers less for their money. Lately, uh, shoppers have seen a pickup in this shrinkflation as food companies and others cope with rising costs. The rule of thumb is if it's in a packet, it can be shrunk. Uh, packs of Doritos have fewer chips. Domino's includes fewer chicken wings in each order. Tillamook ice cream cartons have been made smaller. One of the most unpopular moves was by Mon the company reduced the size of its Cadbury dairy milk sharing bar by 20 grams. How dare they? <laughs> Who notices that? that? Complaints. No kidding. All right, mixed signals from the supply chain. Yeah, economists are seeing these mixed signals. Uh, 25 cargo ships are waiting to unload at the two big ports in Southern California. Back in January, the line was more than four times longer. Order backlogs for corrugated boxes are shrinking. That's good news. But ship bottlenecks are building again on the East Coast, and it's taking longer to remove emptied containers from some Midwestern rail yards. All right, futures then, please. A lot of volatility this morning. They're lower again. S&P futures down 27 points. NASDAQ futures are down 37. The Dow futures are down 240. From Bloomberg, I'm Jeff Bellinger on News Radio 700 WLW. All right, times 80-11 at 700 WLW. Often have Sarah Isger on Tuesdays about this time. She's going to become a Wednesday person. So this time tomorrow, we should be hearing from Sarah Isger on all things political and stuff like that. Shrinkflation. My favorite example of shrinkflation, things getting smaller when they had like a candy bar, like a Milky Way that got smaller and smaller until it was about, to, about an in, one inch by one inch. And they labeled it the fun size. Not dinky and less for your money, but fun. And it really was a joy to eat. It was something else. So we had a great time. All right. So what do we have? A couple things going on in the world that must be touched upon. I haven't brought this up in a while, but there was a letter to a guest column, I guess, in the Inquirer uh, last week. And I'm not going to take this individual to task. He has a three-year-old pit bull, and it's a fine dog. He got it from a shelter in North Carolina, and... It's a fun dog, a nice dog, getting along fine, but doesn't like the fact that people don't like pit bulls. And that you can't blame the breed of the dog for a dog being aggressive. And I say, yes, you can. Because if you read through the dogs that are most likely to bite, and I don't care why they might bite, I don't care. Uh, the pit bull is either at or near the top on every list you come across. And... 
I'm not saying ban pit bulls forever and ever, amen. That's not my point. But if, in some cases, it's kind of like, you know, the gun debate. I mean, if you have a gun, you got to be responsible with it. I think if you have a pit bull, you have to be more responsible than if you have a golden retriever. It's not the same dog. I mean, the point is, dogs are bred for a reason. Um, they have a job. They they herd or they find birds. You know, they're, they're bred to do something. Pit bulls were bred to bite. And I don't understand people who don't understand that, that a dog that's bred to bite might be more likely to bite. And when they bite, they chomp. If you're unfamiliar, this is the... Uh, reason that English Bulldogs were bred. Today's pit bull is a descendant of the original English Bulldog, bull, I'm sorry, bull-baiting dog, a dog that was bred to bite and hold bulls, bears, and other large animals around the face and head. That's what they were bred to do. Uh, when baiting large animals was outlawed in the 1800s, people turned instead to fighting their dogs against each other in many cases and used pit bulls under those circumstances. But that's what the dog, I mean, I used to have a border collie. For years, we had a border collie. And whenever, you know, my daughter was little, so little kids running around in the yard, it would always just revert to the idea of having to herd them. You know, whatever kid was on the outside, you would kind of chase them and try to get them back in the middle, back in the middle. I never taught that dog to do that. That's what it was bred to do. And, you know, if you have a dog that's, you, know, you happen to know the background of what that dog was supposed to do, you'll you'll find it reverting to that from time to time. If a dog is bred to bite in the head, don't be surprised when it does that. You know, so again, I'm not here to bash the whole thing, but this guy is like, he's like tired of hearing that pit bulls are somehow more dangerous dogs. I mean, this happened 10 minutes ago. I was looking for a couple things just to touch on this topic, and I went, I think I googled, like, um, dog breeds most likely to uh, to bite. And there's number one, Pitbull. Number two, Rottweiler. Number three, Cocker Spaniel. Four, Tosa Inu. I don't know. German Shepherds, five, and on from there. But I just left the, the cursor on a Pitbull as I was doing something else, and I look over, and it was, do you need a lawyer? <laughs> I got a pop-up just by leaving the cursor on Pitbull. I know yes, no, and I hit a no. But, uh, no, I'm not a big fan of those animals. And when they bite, they tend to chomp down hard. I mean, they've they've got some serious jaws. Um, they can do more damage per bite than most other dogs, too. So this this whole idea of no such thing as a bad breed. Oh, yes, there is. Yes, there is. It doesn't mean it's a bad dog. The dog's doing what he was bred to do if he bites. But if that's what he's bred to do, I consider that bad. Therefore, there could be, to that extent, a bad breed. But, um, no, I don't like him. What about 816? Uh, I didn't realize there was a caller hanging on with a point to make. What does the caller... What's my screen? About the theory of brevity and wit. I've heard that quote myself. Yeah, John, what's going on? RV John, what do you know? Hey, good morning. I I, I know I, I can't agree with you more on that pit bull issue, but 
And this is this is really strong. I, I always like that brevity uh, slow wit, but to get right to it, um, editors and chiefs always, at least mine do, they tell me, John, you know what? Abraham Lincoln wrote the Gettysburg Address, and it only took 271 words. Yes. And, and therefore, you, you got to keep your columns at least below 300. And and the thing is, uh, that that Gettysburg Address has stayed with us a while, hasn't it? It pretty much summarized things very succinctly, yes. Yeah, and I think uh, metaphorically it's an equivalent to what you were saying on brevity is the soul of wit. That's even more condensed. But that's more for conversation and for people they call in radio talk shows. <laughs> well, it's also not for a long-winded joke. The punchline better be worth the time. And the punchline is oh, more yeah, likely I, to be I, worth I, the time if it's a short joke. Well, give me one real quick. Because I, I have, I have a, a tendency to overplay my, my jokes as well. So give me one. I don't really have one off the top of my head right now. I don't. All right. Ordinary man, perfect woman. They both go parachuting. Neither chute opens. They're falling out of the sky like rocks. Who's more likely to survive? Ordinary man, perfect woman. Ordinary give man. Give me your best guess. That is correct. Do you know why? Uh, you tell me. No such thing as a perfect woman. Oh, how about that? <laughs> don't don't hang up everybody now right. especially you women out there we love you we love you ladies <laughs> alright John we thank you so much for checking in on that uh, keep up the good work buddy Adios. thank you see you you betcha Bye. that was uh, John RV John he's known as alright 818 uh, where was it in San Francisco you may recall they voted out their school district because they did stupid things like changing the names of schools named after Abraham Lincoln and other Heroes of America, we'll say. And they voted in new people who aren't necessarily doing much better than the last group. As of February, of course, the voters, that's when they ousted the old people. Uh, now, the, according to the San, San Francisco Chronicle, says the school district is planning to phase out the word chief in its job titles. Saying, given that Native American members of our community have expressed concerns... Currently, the district has executives with the customary roles of chief financial officer, chief of staff, and so on. They say what's particularly amusing about this level of sensitivity is while the English language has lots of words that can be traced to native people, including words like chipmunk, barbecue, and hurricane, chief is not one of them. Chief comes from the French, originally the Latin and you can date it back to the year 1297, hundreds of years before Columbus ever sailed to the New World. A character in Shakespeare's Antony and Cleopatra says, Farewell, great chief. That one's dated to the 1600s. Somehow it says we doubt they were talking about the Sioux. A biblical translation from William Tyndale, 1526, speaks of the power of Beelzebub, the chief of the devils. And on from there. They say that the school should have some English teachers who could explain that chief is not an Indian word. So the Kansas City Chiefs, if someone were to get upset about the, the name of that team, and I'm surprised no one has by now, and maybe they have, it just hasn't uh, hit my local news. Uh, chief is not an Indian word. It's a, an English designation from the French. See, the English language is a melting pot, to use another disfavored term. Maybe real progressives could forswear French-derived words entirely, decolonize the language, 
and stick it to William the Conqueror. The school district in San Francisco emphasized the changes are in no way diminishing the indispensable contributions of our district central service leaders. A replacement term for chief has not been determined. We'll see what they come up with. So their second batch of school board leaders this year isn't much better than the first batch early on. All right, time's 821. Let's get a pause in here. Now, the Congress is saying you're not being a responsible person if you don't report UFOs. We'll get to it ahead. 700-WLW. we got to do our traffic, and uh, Chuck's in charge of every last bit of that. You're right. What's the big action traffic story of the day? The things are getting better after a couple of accidents on westbound 275. From the UC Health Traffic Center, UC Health is internationally recognized for the treatment of complex stroke and vascular conditions. Learn more at uchealth.com. There was about a three and a half mile backup on westbound 275 earlier between the New Richmond ramp and 471. But with that wreck clearing out of the way, traffic's already looking better, still running a bit heavy past Kellogg. Southbound 75, that slows as you come out of the Lachlan split. Northbound 75 was heavy through the cut, not anymore, doing fine. And approaching the Brent Spence Bridge. Have a report of an accident on Union Center at Westchester Road. Chuck Ingram, News Radio 700 WLW. It worked that time. Nine first morning weather center. Sunny all day today. 90 degrees for your high. Overnight it's partly cloudy at 68 tomorrow. It's sunny for about half a day. Then we pick up a chance of afternoon and evening storms. So we'll top out at 87. And the rain is pretty much tomorrow, uh, you know, evening through Thursday morning. And then it gets a lot cooler. We're in, uh, like, low to mid-70s for a couple of days. Thursday, Friday, even, like, into Saturday. Uh, temp right now, I'm looking, 71 and climbing. 700-WLW. The first victim was found in Pittsburgh in the summer of 2020. The last in Phoenix in the winter of 2022. Twelve random people from eight different states. The only thing they have in common, they were all killed with a lemon reamer. This is the most vicious reaming I've ever seen. Join us on the hunt for the Citrus Killer podcast. There are a lot of shows to listen to these days. Make sure it's a show worth your time. I suggest the Scott Sloan Show. I bust my butt to give you the best show I can every day. Check out Sloney this morning at 9 on 700 WLW. And be sure to catch his podcast on the iHeartRadio app. This report is sponsored by Dairy Queen. Hey. 827.com. 700 WLW. So they had the big hearings on Capitol Hill probably 10 days, two weeks ago on UFOs. Or as whatever they're calling them, something kind of different. UAPs, they're UAPs. But the same idea, and the bottom line is it's interesting that people used to get laughed at or called crazy for even addressing this issue, which all of a sudden is being treated very seriously by the Congress. And in fact, kind of taking to task people who don't, report sightings not you and me but let's say navy pilots uh people of that nature um they expect you to come forward and talk about it uh, members of the house were putting some very blunt serious questions to witnesses in the intelligence community uh the hearings on the same topic are uh, expected when they get back from recess the message has been clear and unambiguous this year that ufos are real 
and concerns have been raised among military officials that they could represent a national security issue or at least a flight safety issue. Uh, during the hearing, one witness reported our military pilots have experienced 11 close calls where they nearly collided with a UFO. With those revelations, the mainstream media has been trying to catch up. And they were among those, the mainstream media, that kind of scoffed at people. And at least the individual reporter, you know, they didn't want to come across as somebody who believes in Bigfoot. And then people put them in the same category, UFOs and Bigfoot. But uh, the chair of the committee, uh, Andre Carson, was uh, calling out the Department of Defense for ignoring the threats. And for too long, the stigma associated with UAPs has gotten in the way of good intelligence analysis. Pilots avoided reporting or were laughed at when they did. DOD officials relegated the issue to the back room or swept it under the rug entirely, fearful of a skeptical national security community. Today we know better. They are real. They need to be investigated. And the many threats they pose need to be investigated as well. So I'm just kind of curious, but after news, if you're somebody who saw something pretty interesting but were scoffed at for years and people didn't believe you for years, not that, you know, the chair, Andre Carson, is going to change somebody's mind there. But for a long time, I mean, even in, in the course of doing this show, sometimes people are like, what are you talking about this for? There's no such thing as UFOs. And I've always been, you know, pretty well convinced there are. Difficult to explain what they are. In fact, impossible to explain what they are. But the fact of the matter is they are there. So I'll pose that question after news, which we've got to do first. Uh, first and now, because it's 8.30 in the morning. News time. you got News Radio 700 WLW. News, traffic, and weather. News Radio 700 WLW. Cincinnati. With the 8.30 report, I'm Rick Uccino. Breaking now, the Senate... Not in session this week, but a group of bipartisan lawmakers are meeting remotely today to discuss gun control policy. Texas Senator John Cornyn says the group will discuss background checks and potential limitations regarding what firearms can be bought and owned by those with a criminal or mental health record. Families are calling on lawmakers to respond with tighter gun laws. 11-year-old Alina just lost her best friend Jacqueline in this massacre. If we want to heal, we need some new rules. Because if we don't change nothing, it's going to be the same and it's going to happen again and again. President Joe Biden, who just returned to Washington after consoling grieving families in Uvalde, says these hopeful, quote, rational Republicans are at the negotiating table. That is ABC's Morgan Norwood. Meantime, the Department of Justice is now reviewing why the gunman in Uvalde, Texas, was inside the classroom for 77 minutes before he was confronted and killed by Border Patrol tactical teams. Let's check the latest traffic and weather together. From the UC Health Traffic Center, UC Health is internationally recognized for the treatment of complex stroke and vascular conditions. Learn more at uchealth.com. A couple of heavy spots left on the highways, westbound 275 between Ward's Corner and and southbound 75A at a couple of extra minutes through the Lachlan split. Earlier problems on West 275 before 471 are clear, and so is the backup. Chuck Ingram, News Radio 700 WLW. Now the latest forecast from the Train Heating and Cooling Weather Center on News Radio 700 WLW. 
I'm meteorologist Jennifer Ketchmar. Temperatures starting in the upper 60s this morning with a clear sky. It'll be more or less mostly sunny later on with a high of 90. The humidity is there, but it's not overwhelming. Tonight, down to 68, still mostly clear. And then Wednesday will start dry with actually plenty of sunshine, but it's later in the afternoon and evening that showers and thunderstorms return. It's more on the late side of the day, and we'll see a high of 87. That's the forecast on 700 WLW. 72 degrees right now. Some Ohio lawmakers believe having more armed teachers or administrators in school could make a difference. There is a hearing today in the Ohio Senate on a bill to reduce the amount of training a school employee would have to go through in order to carry a weapon in the classroom. The minimum amount of training would be 20 hours of instruction with just two hours of time actually spent firing that weapon. This bill has already passed in the House. Norwood police meantime looking for a maroon Cadillac SUV involved in an aggravated robbery that turned into a shooting this morning. A man in the hospital after being shot in the head on Baker Street. We don't have any other details about this incident at this time. So you can help police find that SUV. Call Crime Stoppers at 352-3040. Today is going to mark the first full day of jury deliberations in the legal battle between two Hollywood heavyweights. A verdict in the trial that has captured the nation's attention could come as early as today as jury deliberations resume in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. It's insane to hear heinous accusations. In 2018, Heard wrote an op-ed in the Washington Post describing herself as a public figure representing domestic abuse. Depp was not named in the article, but he is suing Heard for $50 million, claiming Heard was lying and it damaged his career. ABC's Rian and Alley. The Reds back in action tonight, taking on the Red Sox in Boston. Our pregame coverage gets underway at 610 right here on the home of the Reds. Our next update at 9 o'clock. I'm Rick Uchino, News Radio 700 WLW. This report is sponsored by Bally Sports Ohio. Let's play some ball. On the run, extends and makes the catch. Joey Votto and the Reds turn up the volume. Hear the business news. Plus, I could stomp people I don't like. Here's the latest financial news from the Bloomberg Market Minute on 700 WLW. Hi there, Mr. Bellinger. We have inflation as a subject at the White House today. What can they do about it? Not a lot, actually, but uh, President Biden will sit down with Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell and Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen to talk about what, if anything, can be done to get prices back under control. The president is pretty much out of options for bringing down the cost of energy or anything else. All right. Another record for uh, gas prices. They're huge. Yes, they are. AAA out with a morning update today that says the average nationwide price of regular gas is now just over $4.62 a gallon. That's another record. Uh, gas prices are more than 50% higher than they were at the start of the summer driving season last year. Said somebody uh, emailed me, uh, I guess they were in San Francisco over the weekend at a Shell station, six fifty nine for regular. Yeah, California's really been slammed. Yeah, that's a killer. Yeah. All right. Elsewhere, we have uh, not being in the office um, isn't what workers hate. It's getting to the office. Yeah, a lot of workers don't uh, mind being back, but they hate having to commute again. The Wall Street Journal analyzed data from the Census Bureau and the uh, building access company Castle Systems. Cities where workers have longer average commutes are seeing fewer people back in offices than metros where 
Residents tend to live closer to the urban center, and just over half of the workers responding to a Gallup survey said commuting was the top reason they didn't want to go back to the office. Well, and factories are using more robots. Yeah, the first quarter, that was a record. The International Federation of Robotics says a lot of American manufacturers are pretty much playing catch-up now. Robots have been more common for a long time in overseas factories. Okay. Hit us with the futures, please. They're pointing lower after the long weekend. S&P futures are down 30. NASDAQ futures are down 62. The Dow futures are down 235 this hour. From Bloomberg, I'm Jeff Bellinger on News Radio 700 WLW. All right, it's just about 8.40 now at 700 WLW. What's interesting about this UFO story is if, you, if the government and they have basically declared that, yes, they're real. And they're not from here. And no, it's not Chinese technology and certainly not Russian. It's from, uh, you know, other worlds somewhere. And they do exist. That once you have to accept that, you have to, I mean, you have to believe the people, I, I would think, um, who say that they've been brought on board and probed and tested and things like that, that that's actually happened to people. Why would we accept that? Because when we land a probe anywhere, the first thing we do is dig and take samples. That's what we do. Did it on the moon, we do it on Mars. Do it on Venus, we do it on the, um, an asteroid we're able to land on. That's that's what you do. So you got to figure that really has happened to people when they get lifted up and sucked aboard. And again, it sounds like science fiction to talk about it, but as long as they're admitting that they are real and we have video of them, and I didn't know that as many American military pilots had close calls with them, uh, the fact of the matter is they're, they've been real all along. And you have people out there who've had stories they've tried to impart you know, to friends or on a show like this where people tended not to believe them. And now, unless it's, I mean, some people would still make stuff up just because they want a little bit of attention. But, you know, when people were being ridiculed <laughs> uh, pretty much universally, when they, you know, brought up, if they claimed they had an experience with this subject, you have to figure those people really had nothing to lose and people just thought they were crazy. You know, you have to risk a lot to, to tell that story before... People believed they were real. And now, obviously, the government believes that they are. So we might have more people making up stuff from this point. But the only thing about this that really amazes me is the fact that now that we have cam people have cameras on their person all the time with phones. I don't know what percentage of Americans have a smartphone that takes pictures, but it's got to be 70 percent, 60 to 70 percent. And you'd think we'd have much better video, video evidence than we do of these things. I mean, even the Navy stuff is phasey. They have to have some of the, I would think, the best equipment out there. Unless there's something about these these things that they give off some sort of electronic pulsing that makes every picture of them hazy. I just want to see one decent photo. Of a UFO. The other thing that really surprised me when it came out was that they go as fast underwater as they do through the air. Watch out, fishies. Um, because we've had submarines make that point that they you know, they don't see them go by, but the equipment sees something that just went by at an incredible rate of speed, whatever, a thousand feet down in the ocean. Those things happen. So, I mean, I've 
Never seen something that would cause anyone to... I've seen weird lights. And you can see weird lights in the sky. Lots of people do. But... Trying to find this one part of this story. They're just saying, well, the UAPs are advanced foreign weapons systems, and they're not. Or something much more complicated. There have been too many sightings. And... I touched on this last week. People say, well, well there's, there's no way. We, we know how far other stars are and how many light years away, and you can't possibly get here. Well, as far as the human brain can, can determine, but there's no reason to believe we're not exactly the brightest things in the universe. Well, it might be the smartest thing on Earth, and yes, we are the smartest thing on Earth, but there's no reason to believe that elsewhere they're a lot more advanced and they think we're about as smart as we think our dog is. Got to allow for the possibility. Those things do happen. Elsewhere, my interesting stat over the weekend, although there's no limit to the number of guns you can buy, someone found a law in the Texas books that you can only own five dildos. Just so you know. And in Northern Virginia, they're looking at a middle school librarian who's defending a pro-prostitution book in the school library, saying it belongs there. Because many of the school's 11 to 13-year-old students are sex workers, says the librarian. Loudoun County, a shock teacher went to the police after the librarian, Stephanie Guido, made the comment to her. The teacher asked Guido about a book a parent had flagged on Twitter called Seeing Gender, which includes a chapter titled Sex Work is Not a Bad Term. The uh, name of the teacher is, held, is being held... But the teacher is a mandatory reporter, and so would the librarian be. Um, one passage in the book reads, A person may exchange sex or sexual activity for things they need or want, such as food, housing, hormones, drugs, gifts, or other resources. Prostitution is a job like being a store clerk, an architect, or a freelance writer. We all, unfortunately, have to do work to make a living. Some of us hate our jobs, and some of us love them. The same goes for those who do sex work. Sadly, sex work is generally misunderstood, according to the book. Now, the librarian says that kids have come to her who are sex workers, and she believes the book is important to have because it raises the kid's self-esteem for being a sex worker. Again, on average, ages 11 through 13. So the middle school teacher went to the school library after seeing the unidentified parents' tweet. Um, Guido, again, is the uh, librarian. She retrieved the book and, and defended it, the teacher told police. that She talked about how there's kids who come to the library who do sex work, and this makes them feel validated. As a teacher, you get to... If you get an individual student coming to you because you're abused, you have to go to the police immediately. The teacher said Guido did not name specific students except one who had passed through the school about six years ago. She said the, uh, she marked the book as being for eighth graders, no one younger than eighth graders. So it's good that they're affirmating, uh, what, what will be the word there? that the, the sex workers in junior high are being affirmed by the book, which is why the librarian believes it's important to have it there. 
There's different ways adults look at things, and some people are really screwy. And she would be an example of that. How many 11 to 13-year-olds? If you're a sex worker and your parents are aware of it, then they should be sitting in a prison, too. All right, 847, that makes it about Chuck time, I do believe. So we have to check on the world of traffic. Mm-hmm. That's, what's the highlight of the... Uh, the action traffic day. I think I'm going to go with tomorrow's highlight early. What's that going to be? This is not going to be pretty. Northbound 471, the ramp to westbound Fort Washington Way. Yeah. It's going to close for 30 days. Wow. Yeah. What's your option there? For, for, <laughs> well, the suggested detour that they're giving in the emails is to continue north 71 to the lateral and come back over to 75. No one's going to do that. <laughs> I don't think so, no. <laughs> well, what you do is you get off of Columbia Parkway, go to Martin Drive, turn around and go back the other way. Um, I need to check on that one for you, too, because that was being worked on, too. As what? A, Martin Drive was as a bridge project, but that one, uh, that that might be done. So you might be right about that one. Now, the other morning, I went to get on 75 at Sharon Road, and mm-hmm. the ramp was closed. <laughs> right. For the overnight work? Uh, apparently, because that's what time I leave overnight. Right. I turn around and go back the other way. It was horrible. I bet it was. I was put out. I can understand that. I said, why didn't Chuck text me and tell me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At 3.30 in the morning. Hey, let's see what Mike's up to. Yep. <laughs> we wouldn't want him to get tripped up Mm-mm. or spoil the start of his day. Oh, my gosh. It would ruin oh it for all Lord. of us. Oh, my Lord. And it did. <laughs> yes. All right, so it's tomorrow morning, coming in on 471. You can't get on West Fort Washington Way. I would imagine we'll have the morning commute will be okay. But if they close it as it's scheduled, I bet you by the time we talk again on Thursday, that ramp will be closed. That's going to clog the Eden Park exit, the Liberty exit. Everybody's going to be trying to figure out a way to not have to go all the way up to the lateral. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, the one thing going for you is all the schools are pretty much closing there, you know, for the summer and such. So that'll take some of the traffic off, but I think this is going to be nasty for a bit. Yeah, yeah 30 days. Put, no a, kidding. put a lot of pressure on Liberty Ramp yeah. there, too. You've been forewarned, friends. You've been forewarned. Yeah, buddy. I'm still recommending Martin Drive. Look it up. I'm with you. All right, what else? From the UC Health Traffic Center, UC Health is internationally recognized for the treatment of complex stroke and vascular conditions. Learn more at uchealth.com. Just a couple of heavy spots left this morning. Westbound 275 is one. That's past Loveland and southbound 75 out of Lachlan. Chuck Ingram, News Radio 700 WLW. All right, 9 for us morning weather. It's going to be sunny today, sunny and pretty nice up to 90 later on overnight. It's partly cloudy, 68 for the low. So it's pretty much like yesterday and last night were. Wednesday, things start off sunny, but then we pick up a chance of showers and storms. Afternoon, early evening, we'll still get up to 87 on Wednesday, and those storms will go through maybe Thursday morning. And then it's cool for a few days, like in the 70s. Present tip is 72. It's climbing quickly. 72 at 700 WLW. My daughter asked if she could eat dinner at her friend's house every night. The cat keeps using my pillow as a litter box. And when I went to the salon for a touch-up, they said, why bother? Sometimes life can feel a little stressful, but you can always kick back with Eddie and Rocky. We're here to make sure you're having a good time. All you've got to do is listen and have fun. Eddie and Rocky, today at 3. 
on 700 WLW. This report is sponsored by Mattress Firm. Junk sleep got you down. The sleep experts at Mattress Firm can help. Get it recorded. You're listening to 700 WLW. Also available on 94.5 FM W233BG Cincinnati. All right, what do we got? So four away from news time, 700 WLW. Scott Sloan will be in at 9.06 this morning to do something. And uh, we have an email that I just hear Mike McConnell advocating for gun control. The pit bulls equal AR-15s. No, you didn't. Pit bull bred to bite and do damage. AR-15 designed to kill many people quickly with mass damage. Both developed for the purpose. Pit bulls bite, injure more people. AR-15s are the gun of choice for mass shootings. Actually, they're not. We get a lot of attention when they're used in a mass shooting. But uh, no, they wouldn't be the same at all. Uh, number one, we have 20 million AR-15s in circulation. 20 million. And probably on average twice a year, one of those 20 million is used in a shooting like this. But I just mentioned there have been 14 mass shootings since the one at the school in Texas last week, Rob Elementary. There have been 14 since then. A mass shooting is defined by the FBI as any group of four or more people being shot. And that's happened 14 times since last week. Um, there was one that included an AR-15. That was in West Virginia. He did come back to open fire on the group, but a woman with a handgun killed him. It's a weird story. I had it earlier this morning. This guy drove by a party at an apartment complex. He, he I'm sorry, he sped by. And they yelled at the guy to slow down. He wasn't happy, so apparently went home and got an AR-15 and came back. It's in a party in the, in the parking lot of an apartment complex. He comes back to start shooting the place up, and a woman at the party who had a gun killed him. You know, and that's that's. I mentioned over the weekend I did this, but it was earlier this morning, uh, maybe shortly after seeing that story about uh, the woman in West Virginia. You know, one problem is we don't cover the number of times that guns are used successfully to stop a crime, to save a life, um, to stop a home invasion. I mean, there are just so many of them. If you go online and start, you know, Googling or looking, it happens so constantly and consistently, and it doesn't get covered. And the other thing that doesn't get covered, which is really part of this, and if you think about this, I think you'll agree with me. We might all know, or most of us know, the name of the shooter at that school, Rob Elementary. Do we know the name of one of the cops who risked his life to go in there and kill him? You know the guy's in there. You know what he's, what he's equipped with. And your job, your job, is to get a key to that door, unlock it, and go in there and get him. That requires a certain level of ballsiness, bravery, call it what you will, to do that for a living, to volunteer to be part of that particular SWAT-type squad group. That's what you do. We don't know one of their names. And my guess is they're not clamoring for attention, but if we have a need for 